It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into your daily source for the Cincinnati Reds throughout the offseason. This is the Locked On Reds podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Carr. And here we go. What's up, Reds fans? Welcome in to the new decade, and welcome into the brand new Locked On Reds podcast for today. Thanks so much for joining me. If you haven't already done so, hit that subscribe button on whatever podcasting platform that you're using. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone. We're going to get into some of the questions and respond to some of the text messages and things like that here in just a moment. And also, check out LockedOnReds.com for even more content. Today is really a... um, It's a good day to have text messages and all that stuff, and I'm actually going to start out with a text I received from my buddy Dave. Shout out, Dave. Had a great question from him, and it it stems from the idea of trading Nixon Zell or not trading Nixon Zell, and it's a scenario in which... I don't think is that far-fetched to believe the Reds actually have this sort of uh, options going on. It's probably something that they're looking at themselves, but we're going to get into that here in just a minute. But hopefully, your new year is getting started off right. I myself have a nice cup of coffee in my hand, a cup of Nespresso big coffee fan myself. But uh, with this new year coming up, I appreciate absolutely each and every one of you listeners out there that have subscribed to the podcast that have been loyal fans and all that not that you have to be loyal whatever it's a podcast but I'm happy that you are fans of the podcast this year we're looking to do some bigger and better things hoping to get bigger and better guests maybe do a little bit more production elements and things of that nature Um, a little uh, behind the scenes stuff uh, locked on is trying to get uh, some music licensing, so maybe I can actually have a, a real song at the beginning. Every now and then I did put a real song at the beginning of the podcast, and then I found out I wasn't supposed to do that. So, uh, you know, hopefully here soon I'm going to be able to do that. So just a little behind-the-scenes stuff, but as the New Year's gets going, I'm hoping to do better each and every day for you, the Reds fan, because this is fun. This is fun to talk Reds baseball every single day, whether it be June or January. And let's get right into it. So the question that Dave posed to me, and, and I love this question, number one, because it fits the spirit of this offseason where we're talking about rumor after rumor, and not only are we just spitballing here, but the Reds are actually involved in most of these rumors. And Dave's question is this, would you rather the Reds trade Nixon Zell and additional prospects for Francisco Lindor, or would you rather them trade Jesse Winker and additional prospects for one of Carlos Correa, Trevor Story, or Corey Seager? Which would you rather the Reds do? Take your pick. I love this question. 
because we've been talking about uh, quite a bit that Nixon Zell probably is the only thing that gets a Francisco Lindor trade done. There are many uh, Indians, reporters, and things of that nature that are firmly in the camp that believe that the Indians won't trade Lindor at all. And, you know, the reports are that the Dodgers are trying to trade for him and the Indians want one of Dustin May or Gavin Lux or both of them, whatever the reports are, and the Dodgers just aren't budging. They don't want to trade them. So Nixon Zell seems to fit into that mold as far as the Indians looking at the Reds. And the Indians are not in a position, at least I don't think, I don't know, it's, it's kind of hard to read them this offseason, but they're not in a position where they have to trade Francisco Lindor. And there's still many that believe they may try uh, to hold on to him at least until this coming trade deadline. We'll see. I, I know that when it comes to trade deadline deals, most of the time you see relievers or starter, you know, pitching gets traded. It's it's rare that you would see a lot of teams. I mean, obviously he's a top five talent. We've talked about that many a times on the podcast, but it's rare that you would see someone shell out for a starting shortstop because by then you've got your starting shortstop or you've got your plan B if your starting shortstop has already gone down or, you know, it's just not something that I would think. I think if I'm the Indians, I'm trading him during the off season. That being said, when I look at this, it is extremely intriguing to me in this specific scenario, because if I am able to pry Carlos Correa away from the Astros with Jesse Winker, and then maybe say, you know, you probably have to throw in a big prospect in there like Jonathan India or uh, Nick Lodolo, and then maybe a mid-level prospect in there. It's interesting because some of the people that I've talked to who are close to the situation, you know, my sources say, I'm I'm not uh, Adrian Wojnarowski or Adam Schefter there, but... um, the people that know the Reds front office and the people that sort of have a finger on the pulse of what's going on, even more so than I do, because I just don't have that access, mention that it'd be hard pressed. They they really do not see the Reds trading Nicola Dolo or Jonathan India or Hunter Green or something like that. Which is funny because I have advocated many a time on the podcast that I'm okay training any of them, and I still maintain that position. But it seems as though, especially with Nick Lodolo, the Reds value them quite a bit more. There's, there's lots of thoughts out there that Nick Lodolo could be up in the major leagues this year. Which would definitely add a lot of value to him in any trade scenario. So if I'm if I'm the one putting together this hypothetical trade, if I can trade Jesse Winker and Nick Lodolo for Carlos Correa, man, I'm doing that. Because then you keep Nick Senzel, and you get a superstar shortstop. And I just looked it up. He's still under his rookie contract. He's not a free agent until the end of the 2022 season. So that is pretty awesome that you would get him, and, and this is, of course, all hypothetical. Who knows if the Astros would even take this deal, although if I were the Astros, I would consider it, especially if Nick Lodolo is involved. And maybe it's uh, Jesse Winker, Nick Lodolo, and then you throw in, I don't know, Alfredo Rodriguez or something, which 
if you ask Doug, if you put Alfredo Rodriguez into a deal and somebody accepts it, then that is uh, phenomenal. But at the same token, it's probably something along those lines. You know, you're you're not uh, you're not trading any bigger prospects in there if you're adding Nick Lodola with Jesse Winker. But the thing of it is, Jesse Winker is still a well sought after player. He's still a young guy. He's still got potential. It's not as if we're cutting the legs out of any un, uh, any trade deal by taking Nick Senzel out of it. But I do view Carlos Correa as a little bit lower tier player than Francisco Lindor. So if Houston is sitting there just like Cleveland and saying, if you don't put Nick Senzel in the deal, then yeah, I'm not interested in that. But if I'm talking where Jesse Winker is the principal trade piece and we can bring back Carlos Correa and still keep Nick Senzel, maybe put him in left field or something, or no, you put Shogo in left field, put, keep him in center, then that is ideal. That would be an awesome move. And I'd be interested to see if that pans out. But real quick. Before I jump into some of the Locked On Reds line stuff, I just wanted to remind you, those of you out there who are Bengals fans, and I firmly understand that I am a crazy person in that I still have unconditional love for our Cincinnati Bengals, who, if I look at it objectively, don't deserve it. But if you are like me and you are a big Cincinnati Bengals fan, check out the Locked On Bengals podcast. And if you've come over to the Locked On Reds podcast because of the Locked On Bengals podcast, thank you. But we are heading into a very important offseason for the Cincinnati Bengals. A whole lot of important offseasons going on here in Cincinnati. But nonetheless, very important offseason for the Bengals. And Joe Goodberry and Jake Lithgow have you guys covered with the Bengals each and every day. Go check them out. This is an all locked on Reds line slash questions sent to me episode, and we're going to jump right into some of the text messages I received on the locked on Reds line. We're going to start first with Joey. Joey says, huge fan of the Reds. I live in central Canada and have loved the Reds as long as I can remember. Wow. All three signings so far. I sure do like Moose, Smiley, and Shogo. Welcome all three. Hang on. Joey. Central Canada, Toronto's in Central Canada. It's, it's like kind of in the middle. Is, is Toronto, let me look at a map here. It's like, I don't know. Okay, middle and kind of, all right, it's not really middle. Whatever. I, this is Joey Votto. This is what it is. Joey Votto was just texted the Lockdown Reds line. Thank you, Joey. Thank you for being a fan of the podcast and, and texting. And Joey, yes. Joey, very much. We, 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 we love these signings. These signings are good. These signings are a good start. We'll see if they got more, but uh, Joey Votto, ladies and gentlemen, great text message from him. Great to have him on the show. I have to get him on the show, actually, one time. You know, I don't know. Uh, a lot of uh, people texting in, talking about they are excited for Shogo. Dave Armstrong out in Arizona, he texted in, Shogo, Shogo excited watching Shogo highlights. I, I love it. Um, the puns on Shogo, I just, I, I'm not a, I'm not a huge pun guy, so I didn't really get up on those. But I love reading them and I love laughing at them. Uh, just a whole lot of fun there. Um, I got a text from Josh in Tennessee. He says he thinks the Reds should hold on to Senzel. And he said he loved the podcast. Keep it up. I, I mean, for the most part. I, I I can see a good a lot of good reasons why the Reds should hang on to Nixon Zell. 
Honestly, I'm a little bit cavalier with the idea that it's like wheel and deal everybody. Let's get a winning team in here. Who knows? That that may not be the right course for the Reds. Ergo, why I'm not a general manager. But at the same token, if you can bring in Francisco Lindor, that's really hard. But like I mentioned in the first half if if there is uh, of today's show, if there's actually a chance that the Reds could hold on to Nixon Zell while getting a pretty big star of a shortstop like Carlos Correa and you only give up Jesse Winker which is still a lot to give up I love Jesse Winker but if you give up Jesse Winker and keep Nixon Zell then that's very intriguing too and also you know Josh is hailing down from Senzel's native land in Tennessee Maybe he's a friend of Nixon's. I don't know. Maybe he can help me get him on the podcast. That'd be kind of cool. Anyway, whatever. I'm moving on. Chad from Pennsylvania. Happy New Year. Looking back at last year, in your opinion, what game had the best finish slash ending for the Reds, and what was the most exciting game? And there, there, there were a couple when I think about it last season. There's really only one game that stands out, and I'm actually, we're going to play this real quick. This is the ninth inning of that game. You may remember it. Bottom of the ninth, Astros with a 2-1 lead over the Reds. And that ball's in the air, driven into left center field, and Peraza has come up with a two-base hit to begin the inning. What a big start to this inning by Jose Peraza. The Reds down to their final outs. Nick Senzel stands in. Tying run, Peraza, one hit away from a tie game, and there it is by Senzel! Here comes a runner! Here comes a throw to the plate! Tie game! And Senzel's on his way to second base! And he's there representing the winning run. Two outs for Jesse Winker. And a ground ball back up through the middle, and the Reds win! The Reds win! The Reds are going to win the game and sweep the Astros! The youngsters, Senzel ties it with two outs in the ninth, and in the wink of an eye, Winker, the game-winning base hit into right center field, and the Reds have swept the Houston Astros. That was a phenomenal game. That was, I think it was June 19th. It was a Wednesday, a day game. I was there in attendance, took off from work, had to see the Reds get their chance to sweep the defending World Series champions. Just an absolutely awesome game. And it was funny because that was really that was probably the high point of the season. I mean they 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 had some nice points after that. But at that point it really felt like the Reds were gonna start to make a run and and maybe get at least, you know, five hundred, get maybe a winning record, something like that. Of course, it didn't end up that way, but that was a great game, too, because just before that, I, I just played the bottom of the ninth inning there. Just before that, the the Astros had taken a lead off of a home run, and then there was a chance for them to extend the lead as a, a Michael Brantley hit a base hit, and they were raving, waving the guy around third base, base it to left field, and, and what do we always say about Jesse Winker? He's not that great of a fielder. We're not sure about his arm. Right there, he comes up super clutch. It was like a two-hop throw from Jesse in left field down to Kirk Casale at home. Casale covered beautifully, got the tag down, got the last out of the inning on what could have been an insurance run for the Astros. Just a That was a great game, man. And it was great to be there. It was a nice day. It's still to this day the only day that I ever really kind of dressed up, went with some buddies, and we dressed up like Derek Dietrich. We had the crazy eye black on, some uh, fake 
like uh, gold chains from uh, Party City. I think I paid like two bucks for mine, but that, that, that was a lot of fun. Felt really good to be at the ballpark. That man, I can't wait to get back to the ballpark. And we're not that far off, you know. Only 44 days from pitchers and catchers reporting spring training not long after that and something like i think it's like 84 or 85 days now until opening day i'm gonna have you covered each and every day up until then thanks for listening to today's lockdown reds podcast if you have not already done so hit subscribe on whatever platform that you're using to listen to today's episode also follow me on twitter at jeff Carr with three f's and at lockdown reds and save that Lockdown Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. Call or text. We'll get you on the show. Thanks again, everybody. My name is Jeff Carr, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Happy New Year. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.